Hello and welcome to Tully Travels Podcast. Hello everyone. Um, so, obviously I, I haven't been doing too much cycling now the last day or two, but uh, just doing these little podcasts, giving you little nuggets of information on what I've been at. So, woke up in Zedelia, in my motel place I was staying. Woke up around seven and I decided... I'd clean up my bike because at the time I wasn't getting a train until 11.50 a.m. So I uh, got the bike outside the room, into the car park and started just taking off the front wheel, the back wheel and sort of touching it up and whatnot. And after being on that Katie trail the last number of days, there was a lot of dust that had just dried onto it and gone rock hard. So oiled up the chain as well and a few other bits so um, I was happy enough with that so then packed up all my my clothes and my bags and uh, you know just trying to tidy it up a bit usually after a couple of days you know you're pulling stuff out of a bag and you're just ramming it back in again without really any thoughts it's like if you're going out um, and you're getting ready at home and you know you try on two or three shirts or t-shirts or trousers you don't hang them back up, you just kind of throw them into a corner. Well, that's kind of what, like, I've been doing, like... So, um, tidied everything up, threw out a bit of rubbish that I had in the bags, and then I went around the corner to Burger King for my breakfast. Um, might sound unhealthy, it probably was as well, but, um, it was handy, it was there. And do you know what I had for the first time in my life? Iced coffee. And I ended up having two or three of them. Jeez, they were lovely. I was talking to a lad um, that was serving me. I can't think what he said his name was now, but um, as I was talking to him, he started talking, like, um, with an accent to me, and I thought, I actually did think. I said, I wonder is this lad Irish or maybe Scottish or something like that. <clears throat> so anyway, he gave me my food, and then he asked me where I was from. And I said, I'm Irish. I'm from Ireland. And he goes, oh, I thought so. He goes, I'm sorry, I have some form of ADHD. And when I talk to people, I end up, like, imitating or mimicking their accent. So I was like, ah, right. So he wasn't actually, he was American. He wasn't Irish at all. So then um, I was eating away and minding my own business. And he kept come, kind of coming up. He'd do a circle of the place and come up yapping away and... I asked him anyway, then um, I said, um, is Uber in this town, Sedalia? And he said, no. But he said, oh, there's a couple of taxi companies. And I was like, Grant. So didn't he land down with a couple of cards for me for taxi companies? Because I thought, I am not walking the bike anymore. It's only about like two miles to the train station bike car. So I said, you know, five, ten minutes, I'll be there. So left... And then I started ringing up all these taxi places. They all answered, yeah, I could pick you up in 10, 15 minutes. One fella asked me what time the train was going. And I said, don't worry about that. I said, you just come as quick as you can. And he goes, I don't know if it's not going for an hour. I'll come in 45 minutes. And I was like, no, no, I'd like to be there. Just come now, please. But anyway, the minute they'd hear about the bike, oh, no, sorry, can't take you. So I was like, oh, no. So I was like, rather than sit here and keep trying, I was like, oh. I do have to walk the bike. So I was a little bit disheartened and annoyed at that, but um, got to it anyway, and about halfway 
to the train station. I came across it like a petrol station, so I went in and grabbed a drink and took five minutes. It was it was getting warm at this stage of the morning, it was about half ten. And I was wearing all black. So jeez yeah, I was boiling so I was. Um landed into the downtown of Sedalia, took a few more pictures and videos of the place and got to the train station maybe about ten past eleven. So I had forty minutes to wait, so FaceTimed a few people and was talking to a few on online and whatnot and sending a few WhatsApps. So geez, it flew by. Train landed, got on, no issues, great. Train was two hours uh, into Union Station, Kansas City, Missouri. Um, when I thought of Kansas City, I thought it was Kansas, the state. But it turns out half the city is in Missouri and half is in Kansas State. So I landed in the Missouri side. Um, I'd been talking to my host throughout the day. Super sound lad. Probably similar in age to me. Um, interested in life. He's done a lot of cycling himself. So he, he only lived maybe about a mile away from the train station. So walked to his house. He, he wasn't there, but... um. He'd left the key out, so I threw my bike and my bags in. But then I, I took my bike out again, and I had to walk it to a bike shop. <clears throat> the way it's going, I've been walking the bike more than I've been cycling in the last number of days. But um, got to this Midwest Cycles um, in the sort of south of the city. I went in, very helpful straight away. They said, yeah, we can get a tyre on. So I got a few other bits. I got a few more leverages, but there was one leverage set and it was like these are like practically bulletproof you'll never break them so I thought I said it to your man I said um, I'm going to document this I said I've burned through so many of them so I said I'll test these yokes out and I said if I do break them you know he goes yeah yeah we'll we'll refund you and we'll give you another ones and all this and I said lovely so anyway he threw on the wheel uh, for me and then when he came out I looked at it and I was like, man, that's not the same size as the front one. It's a lot narrower on the back. And he goes, it actually is the same size. But I don't know, he came up with something. But um, I went with it anyway. But um, I'm kind of a bit like, mm, I'm not too suited about it now. But anyway, it's on. It wasn't too expensive. So even if it like blows up in a week or two, to hell with it, I'll get another one. Um cycled then back to my host's house he was just home and he was like I'm going meet a few friends there's a folk band playing in this brewery and do you want to come and I was like yeah love it so down there um, really cool place you know there's lots of plants inside and a nice chilled out vibe for a Monday evening <coughs> Um couple of nice songs. They reminded me, it was a, a, a lady by the name of Kirsty, and her Instagram handle is Kirsty, Kirsty the Worsty, and she was with some Glenn Clark music guy. They reminded me of, um, what do you call them, Edward something, oh, I'll come back, the Magnetic Zeros, 
and Edward Sharp, I think is the band. They have that song called Home. It's, you know, lots of instruments and whatnot, but um, it was really nice. So Richie is the host name. His two friends landed and were yapping away, but then we went for dinner in a barbecue place. Um, another friend of mine, whom I met in Portugal, is originally from Sedilia, but she lives in Denver. But she recommended me to go to this place, Jack's Barbecue. She tagged them in a post, and they actually private messaged me and said, "Here, we'd love to have you. We'll make a recommendation." So I was a grant. So turned up with uh, me. My three new friends, and we had food and drinks, and Jason was really, really nice. Um, I didn't realize barbecue meat or chicken or whatever is so big here in Kansas. I, I knew about it like it was a thing in Texas, but um, yeah, no, it's it's absolutely massive here as well. Um, so I had a thing called burnt ends, um, like pieces of meat cut up. They're absolutely rock hard, crunchy on the outside and soft in the middle. I'd lovely and tender. Jesus, it was, it was just what the doctor ordered. So uh, we left there anyway. And Richie, he actually works in a brewery called the Boulevard. Um, so he said, "Here, come on, we're passing here. I'll bring you in and give you a bit of a tour of the the, the brewery." So I was like, "Wow, this is you don't get this every day." Uh, so I we went in there and just had a walk around, met some of his colleagues, and then we headed home. And then there was actually two cyclists who had reached out to him previously um, to stay, but they ended up getting a hotel instead. They messaged Richie, and they actually came round. He he has a fire pit in the back of his garden, so they landed round with a couple of beers, yapping away. There was a guy, Ian, um, Aberdeen, he's about 65, he's cycling across America, amazing, you know, at 65, and this other lad, Clive, he's from New York, he's, I don't think he's cycling the whole way across, but he's doing some bit of a trail, so, um, yeah, no, it was nice to, to, to chat and meet up with like-minded people, but um, <clears throat> Kansas kind of surprised me, I wasn't expecting a lot, and... Jesus has been a great experience so far. So taking another rest here. here. I'm actually going to post some of my clothes, I think, home. Because I need to lose weight now on the bike. Because um, things will be getting a bit hilly and whatnot. So I need to give myself me the best chance to, you know, lighten the load on the bike. Plus as well, like, I'm not using or wearing as many clothes. You know, the torture wood, thankfully, there's been no rain. I'm hitting the hotter weather, so I don't need all the wet gear or all the thermals and stuff like that or gloves. Um, for some reason, I brought, like, I'm not joking, yet, 20 pairs of socks. Why, I do not know. I must have thought there was no shop in, in America that sold socks. So I'm going to get rid of a few of them and um, a few other bits and pieces. And, you know, I'll make room as well for once I get to hotter weather to carry more water. So it's important. Um, and yeah, that's about the height of it. I'll explore Kansas now for the day as well while I'm here and see what else it has to offer before hitting the road again and start making my way across it and heading for Colorado. But um, I interviewed my host, Richie Wolf, is his name, and you can hear that here next. 
Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Jolly Travels. I'm joined by my host Richie Wolf, who is originally from Indiana, but we're in Kansas City right now. Richie, you're very welcome to the pod. Hello, hello. Nice to meet you, man. Good man, and well, thanks for hosting me and for the great day we had yesterday. To oh yeah. Taking me around to a folk concert and a barbecue place. It was. It was the real Kansas experience. Come on, I, and that's what I hoped you got, man. Definitely. <laughs> I'll be back. Um, first off, how are you today? I'm, I'm doing good. <laughs> Straight off of sleep right into a, right into a road trip. So. <laughs> You're heading for Nebraska today. I am, yeah. Nice. So hopefully it won't be too bad of a spin. Yeah. But um, if you don't mind telling people that are listening... Um, Tell us maybe a bit about yourself growing up in Indiana and how it came that you ended up in Kansas. Okay, yeah. Um, so all my family's from Indiana. My parents both live. Well, my dad, my dad lived like central Indiana. Then my mom lived a little bit more north, um, northwest. And we were out there for a long time. Then they they became preachers actually. And after that is when we started moving around a lot. So I, I lived around kind of the Lake Michigan area for several several years, probably the first 10 years of my life. And then when, well, more than 12, but when I was like 15, we came to Kansas. Uh, we just, there was a need there for a church or something. And it's like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> you ended up here then. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I was in Kansas, Salina, Kansas, and then. Here in my adult life, I've always lived in Kansas City, so I've been here since 2009. Well, um, I haven't seen much of Kansas, but it seems like a nice, small, tight city. You know, it's not too big or too... It is, yeah, yeah. It's kind of, it kind of depends where you go, because there's a larger, like, metro area, and we're on the state line, so there is Kansas City, Missouri, and Kansas City, Kansas, which are two completely different places, and then, and then, obviously, like, different parts of the town too are like really different it's kind of you know i don't want to say it's like segregated but it it is people have kind of like it is kind of that way um in different pockets of the city you find like immigrants or just people of other nations just kind of hanging out in certain neighborhoods and then everybody else just like hangs out where the money is i get you yeah Mm -hmm. it's the same everywhere yeah you know, the certain corners that are taken up by... Yeah. yeah. But it is it is pretty compact as a place. It's not hard to drive around. It's it's not hard to bike around. It's just dangerous because everybody wants to run you over. Yeah. You're like a target on your back. <laughs> yeah. But uh, do you mind telling people like, what you do for work? Yeah. Um, so I'm primarily video production... But then I also bartend for uh, the largest craft brewery in Missouri, which is Boulevard. So I bartend there part-time, and then sometimes I go and just work on crews for, like, commercials or films. So I'll do... This year I'm hoping to do a couple short films and maybe even a feature-length film. They're they're all kind of in the works, but I do documentaries sometimes. And I'm also a skateboarder, so... I make skateboard films on occasion. Jay, you're jack of all trades. Yeah. Good man. <laughs> have you worked on any anything that maybe people might have heard of or seen? Uh, I'm trying to think. Well, there was 
I worked on a, a Head and Shoulders commercial that's probably going to be coming out soon. Jeez, very I nice. hope I'm not breaking contract by saying that. Oh, jeez. <laughs> but, uh... Exclusive right here. Yeah, yeah. Then there is a, there's another movie that is called Headcount, and it's actually getting... It's kind of in the works of getting through, like, into the theater scene, like, into the, like, worldwide. So it's kind of the movie's finished, from what I understand now. Just different people are buying it and trying to figure out how to distribute it. So that'll probably be out. I don't know. It's taking forever. It's been eight months already and still isn't, like, out. So I think we're probably looking at another six months to a year before it hits our theaters. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, we look forward to it. Head, yeah. head count. Head count, yeah. Right. You've heard it here first. We spoke about this last night before yeah. we recorded, but um, you've moved around a bit as a young man and then you settled in Kansas, but you've actually seen a lot of America. I have. I've been to all 48 continental states. That's amazing. Um, yeah. Jeez, and um, do you mind telling people oh, what bike trip you've done? Yeah, um, so I, I've been bike touring since 2011, and I kind of told you all those stories. I went to Illinois, went to Colorado. I, like, actually, I went up Pikes Peak. I don't know if you're familiar with... So in Colorado Spring, well, in Colorado, there's, like, I think it's the most 14ers in the world or something, like 14,000-plus-foot mountains. And one of them's called Pikes Peak, and they just built, like, this curvy road all the way up. It's about 18, 19 miles long. And so, I, 2018, I rode my bike across Kansas, across Colorado, and then up Pikes Peak. And that was, like, the hard. That's actually the hardest ride I've ever done. And I like to I bring that up because the next one sounds harder, but it's not. <laughs> riding 19 miles up a 12%. Fucking mountain is not, yeah, and switchbacks and everything. So, I did that. That's the hardest one I've ever done. But uh, 2017, before that, the training for the Pikes Peak ride was I, I took six months off of work and I circumnavigated the perimeter of the entire United States. Um, so, I, I visited 30 states, I went to three provinces in Canada, uh, and I saw I flew to Alaska. I saw Victoria Island. So I did both the West and the East Coast. I ended in San Francisco, and yeah, it was about seventy five hundred miles, give or take. It's kind of hard to get the exact mileage, but yeah, it was uh, it was a lengthy one. And I actually did it in under five months, and self supported. I used warm showers like you have been uh, friends of friends. You know. If I was in a weird place, or a big city especially, I'd put a call out on Facebook. Yeah. Like, does anybody have a homie that can show me around so I don't have to find a place? Because yeah. it's so hard in like New York or anything like that. But, and so, yeah, you started in San Fran and you went south. Or I started in San Diego. Started in San Diego. And, and cut then... like all the way across on the southern tier. Tier. Up the east coast. Up the north and then down the west again. Yep, exactly Jeez. right. Some some journey. <laughs> oh some my god, it journey. was it was fun. I saw America. That's for Jeez, sure. Definitely. And the reason the reason that I did the perimeter was because 
my family traveled a lot and camped when we growed, when we were growing up. So I'd been like through the middle a bunch. We hadn't gone to the West Coast very often, but yeah, we'd, we'd driven all over, um, like from New York to Colorado and kind of been to all the states in between, but we never like went to the coasts hardly or North or South. Like I'd been to like Minneapolis once. I don't think I'd ever been to Texas with my family. And so when I was looking at the map, my original idea was it'd be cool to ride, just ride across, you know, 3,500 miles. I'll take two or three months off and like easy peasy. But as I started to see, like think about what route I wanted to take, I decided I was looking at all the states and like, like, wow, I've like, never been to Phoenix. I've never been to Atlanta. I've never been to Louisiana. I've never been to Austin, Texas. Uh, I've never been to Virginia. Like, and then on the East coast, it's like, I've only been to like Philadelphia and New York. And like, I could hit the entire original 13 colonies in one go. So I'm like, you know, this is kind of funny that it works out this way, but every state that I haven't been to is on the perimeter. It's on the outside. And so this is cool. I'm going to go to the east, see the entire East Coast, see the entire South, see the entire North, and the entire West Coast. And then I saw, and I ended up seeing Canada too. Like I went to Montreal. Um, I went to, I was at, in Ottawa, Ontario for Canada Day. Oh, that was kind of cool. Um, Sault Ste. Marie is a really big city, and that's like the bridge that comes back over into the States. Uh, and then full circle, I got to go to Vancouver because I met some people who were traveling in the States that invited me to come stay with them. Brilliant. So yeah, it's kind of funny how bike touring kind of turns into these other adventures and you're like, you just go with the flow if you have the time, right? Yeah. I know. This is brilliant. Um, with all those places you went and visited, where was your favorite or do you have one? It's like, that's really hard because... Yeah. Everywhere is as good as the next. Yeah. yeah. I love... I love large cities, though they're the hardest to like cycle through. But uh, Montreal, Canada, and Quebec, that was my favorite city. Um, it just, it's a really old place. It's really beautiful. Um, you can like, I don't know, there's just a lot of culture. It feels like Europe. So I think that's what I liked about it. It had kind of this, this pace of life that was very similar to Europe. And... Uh, where like New York is just like super gritty and like you're all on your own, you know, kind of felt, I don't know, I guess you could say a little communal. I mean, even though people kind of hate you if you don't speak French, um, that's the problem with Montreal, but you get through it. It's like there's beautiful art, beautiful public spaces, uh, lots of bike infrastructure, great public transit. Um, and it's just, it's a really old place. Um, it's like the 1600s even, maybe. Jeez. It was, yeah. So I loved Montreal. And then uh, Glacier National Park in Montana was probably one of the more beautiful national parks or forests that I went to. The mountains there were just gorgeous. Uh, I rode all the way up and over. Um, so I got to kind of see it all. And there's a lot of, I mean, there's bears, there's moose, there's deer, there's beautiful lakes like seeing a lake or swimming in a lake that's like on top of a mountain at like five six thousand feet is there's nothing like it jeez you're actually the second person to say glacier national park yeah yeah that's a popular bike route because they all the well 
it's a national park, but among other national parks, they have what's called hike bike camping. And I don't know if you run into this, but it's like, yeah, they, they have like a first come first serve spot that, you know, just flat and has its own like bear cage for food and stuff. But it's only for people that hike or bike in Brilliant. and it's like five bucks. They, they have it all over the West Coast, but uh, not many states have it, honestly. But the national park system, they've really put that together. So if you're, if you're ever in a national park, yeah. ask them for the hike, bike, camping, and see if they have some, because that's the cheapest way to go. Jeez, yeah, it's nice and safe as mm-hmm. well. You know, so yeah, they, they had a lot of that at Glacier, so I could like stand on one side of the mountain, get up early, dr- ride over the mountain, and then hang out again next to a lake on another that's campground. Nice. And, met, and you meet all the other cool cyclists. They're like... Like, oh yeah, we just came down from Banff and I just came from the West Coast and I'm heading east. And see, you just like find your people there too. It's so cool. Jeez, yeah. I'm finding a lot of that. Like, you're swapping stories with people you meet along the way and it's, you're learning more of people like that than, than a map itself. Yeah, absolutely. But um, have you any plans to visit Ireland? Uh, not anytime soon, but I would consider it if. If I get a ticket over to Europe, it's not too far of a shoot to get over to, to Ireland. So I will, I'll probably find you. Do. You do know, you're always welcome. I've always wanted to go to New Zealand. I think that, I've heard that's a really beautiful ride See. where you can like, you can either go through or maybe you can like loop it. Uh, so maybe we should go out to New Zealand one of these days. To, to the south and the North Island. Yeah. yeah to the Haka. Right. As well. Um, uh, with, all, <clears throat> with all the sports in America, um, Richie, basketball, football, baseball, hockey, do you follow much of it or watch nah, your teams? I don't really follow, like, I mean, we have our teams in Kansas City, the, the Royals for baseball and the Chiefs for uh, football, but, I mean, I'm not really, like, I have friends who are super fans, I let them, like, figure that out. I'm more of a skateboarder, so... It's not that I like follow skate. Following skateboarding is a lot different because it's. I'm not like following the competitive part of it where there's like the X Games and it's televised. And I, I like. I check it out when I see clips. I'm like, that was crazy. That this kid from Japan just beat everybody who's like a, a pro skateboarder their whole life. But I. Following skateboarding is. It's like. It's kind of like following music um, where you're like, oh, dude, like that guy just traveled to this country and it was just him and his filmer and they, they made this whole like edit together and did like an article for the magazine. And, and so it's like almost like all this skateboard stuff is more of a deep cut and kind of, and, and it's very like similar to like what we get from traveling. It's like, it's like exploring and like going places that you're not supposed to go or like skateboarding on things you're not supposed to skate on. And so I kind of follow that more than I follow sports. And it's hard to, I don't know if I consider skateboarding a sport, but we're, we're still figuring that out in yeah. society. No, <laughs> what is it? It's good. It's, it's obviously a very technical thing. Yeah. It's, it, can, it can go wrong very quick as well. Yeah, for just sure. Just in case. But, um, sorry, one second. Have you any favourite memory in your life, Richie, to date that sticks out in your mind that you'd like to share? Just in general or anything specific? And, or in general, like, oh, a day that you, you thought back, wow. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, I think about... So, like, I really like 
cycling and touring because I like exploring. And so it's like the same reason I like skateboarding. It's like, it's this exploration of, of the urban world, but then also just like anywhere you want to go. It kind of, you kind of feel like you're free. And, and so like memories, you know, I grew up just like doing that kind of stuff. I would just, I would find, I'd find wood in a dumpster and take it home and like build a fort and we lived by some woods. I would, I would always be out like walking in the woods, seeing what was out there. Um, always riding my bike places. I always preferred doing that. Like how can I find another cool way to get somewhere? <laughs> and so I think like memories that that's one that sticks out to me. That's very relevant to like everything that who I am now. Um, cause I've always been doing it since I was a kid. My parents let me do it. You know, they let me climb trees and get dirty and, you know, get lost and figure it out. Yeah. So freedom. Mm-hmm. So I was really lucky that my parents, it makes me wonder if like my parents were more strict about that had, would I be more afraid of like bike touring or the world or something like so I'm really happy that I have that quality and or that discipline of I'm just curious and so I think I have a lot of memories like as a kid and especially through skateboarding and, and bicycling to like the gas station where I fucking just saw all sorts of like cool shit and like really messed up shit you know like I was probably when I look back I think I was almost robbed a couple times and I thankfully I know I wasn't but. It's like it stands to you. Yeah, I like saw I like saw everything in the ground level even as a kid. Yeah, and it's really really interesting. Jeez, yeah, experiences like that can it wise you up very quickly mm-hmm. from a young age. But um, if anyone's listening that are thinking about coming to Kansas to either visit or to live, what would you tell them and why? Coming to Kansas, well. Don't go to a small town in Kansas. <laughs> they, I mean, some some are okay, but it's not like they're any cheaper to live in anymore because <laughs> everything's just done in America. Every town is just like through the roof when it comes to housing. But I don't know. So Kansas specifically, as I said, we live in on Kansas and Missouri yeah. on the state line, and they both have their own like beautiful qualities. So Kansas City, I think you should be here because there, there's a lot more here than you think. Um, like we have a really a vibrant art scene. There's really good restaurants. Uh, entirely too much coffee and beer. Like I think there's like 40 breweries in Kansas City now. Uh, at least the same amount of cafes and uh, like roasters. So... It's like if you're into that kind of stuff, like there's plenty of it to do here. We have we have a lot. I guess you could say we have culture, but it's like just the same culture as any other city. You know, we just do it our own way. So I think like if you ever thought Kansas City didn't have that going on, like it really does. And there's plenty to do here. We're we're getting more bike lanes as of the last like three or four years. So. That's been, that's been a fight against the people. <laughs> like, they're like, why are you putting a bike lane in front of my house? We're like, 
Why not? Why not? Now you can feel safe going to the grocery store. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, it's like Kansas City is a great place, but it's like Missouri. There's lots of uh, camping and forest um, in Kansas. We have the the rolling prairies, so there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of national prairie that's being res- tried to they're trying to re- restore it back to its original um, before it was farmed, and so you can go to these national prairies and like see natural buffalo out there still. There's some wild horses in parts of Kansas. Like there's all if you love like flowers and just like the be- beauty that grows naturally. Like there's a lot of that in Kansas. Um, it gets hot as balls <laughs> after June, but that's every place, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah, I think there's a lot to do. And Let's see. Within two hours of Kansas City, it's like we don't have mountains, but if you're, there's a lot of day trip stuff if you're just, if you can do a little research. Yeah, yeah. And I suppose you could say... Is it's more so up and coming as well all the time, but um, you're mm-hmm. gonna have the World Cup here as well in twenty twenty six. So that's something to look forward to. Um, just before we finish up, Richie, have you had any final words or pieces of advice in life in general to live by? Hmm. I've been learning, like the like, listening first off. Um, and not, just not taking things or really taking everything with a grain of salt. So just not taking things personally in the moment. It's like, there's time for debate and whatever, but I think like kind of brush stuff off, right? Like use context clues, use wisdom when you're talking to people like, I don't think we should be starting fights with everybody about our political beliefs, right? But if, but then if there's a time and place for when you're like, well, we're doing this right now. Like, let's talk about it. But not, it's not the first thing you tell the person, like a stranger that you meet on the street, right? Yeah. And, and we don't, we shouldn't get like immediately angry, you know? So, so I think it's like taking everything with a grain of salt by just be kind be genuine, be curious. I think curiosity is, it, it allows us to want to keep learning. And if we don't keep learning, then that means we just, we stay stuck in not only our beliefs, but our habits. And it's like, we don't, we should be trying to grow as people. We should be trying to expand our minds and, you know, we're never going to know everything, but it's like, if, uh, you know, you live in a small town in Kansas and you don't want to go to the city because you're afraid, like, it's this nasty place that's, like, you know, horrible. Uh, but, like, you'll never know until you do it, right? Like, you you have to get out there, be willing to, like, try it out. And so it's, yeah, I think curiosity is one one thing that, I've tried to be more intentional about um, curiosity and kindness. Like we just we can all treat each other okay uh, if we just use a little like wisdom, you know. Just uh, yeah, I, I like what you're saying there. If you stay in, 
not like explore the mind or whatever I think yeah go, don't go to the city because it's dangerous you're, you're narrowing your mind yeah so your mindset and then people try to pass that on to other people and you know you're kind of subconsciously maybe controlling mm-hmm. people like oh mm-hmm. gee don't go there you know <laughs> geez, you can't do this but um, you're defining you're defining how the world works when you don't know anything about it yeah. like without any evidence you're just I saw the news and it told me this. So that place with 9 million people is a very dangerous place because one thing happened. Yeah. When actually that makes your city more dangerous if one thing happens because statistically <laughs> uh, it's like that's one person out of 9,000 people versus one person out of 9, 9 million, million people. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a lot of chance. But Richie, uh, it was great talking to you. Thanks yeah. for hosting me. And Absolutely. Yeah, it's been brilliant. Yeah, great to meet you, man.